Today's guest career first took off in 2004 when Elton John purchased half of his pieces during his first show ever. From there, he began photographing celebrities like Bradley Cooper, Steve Jobs, Emily Blunt, 50 Cent, John Legend and more. He has exhibited his work across the world at some of the most prestigious art fairs ever. Welcome to the show, David. How are you doing? Good. Thank you so much for the introduction. Thank you so much for, for joining me on this episode of Mirror Talk Podcast. I'm really, really excited. I'm speaking with you today. Like I've been, you know, going through your artwork, as I said before, recording and going through everything that you achieved so far. And I just have to say congratulations on everything you've done so far. And I'm looking forward to learning so much from you in this episode. So I, I would just love to, you know, start by learning about your, your life and career journey so far. I think the two most important days of your life are the day you're born and the day you realize why you were born. Mm. And for me, I realized in the early 90s that I was a very creative person and I just was looking for the right toolbox to express my creativity. I didn't know what I wanted to say but I knew I wanted to say something. It's like a diary. You just have to start. Hmm. The key is starting. And once you start, it all unfolds from there. Yes, that's true. Wow. And what led you to, you know, going into, um, you know, making photography, you know, creating artistic work? What's inspired you to do that? My very active imagination that never stops talking to me. Hmm. And I'm just fulfilling my duty to my imagination that if I don't do it, we'll penalize me and punish me. Yeah. If I don't create, my imagination will play tricks on me. And if I do create, then my imagination's happy with me. So, you know, we're all kind of in a battle with our own imagination. So we have to cater to it. Otherwise it will control us and do bad things. Mm. That's very true. Wow, that's so deep. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, it's yes. a little bit deep. So you have to, you know, it, it's, it's perfect. I mean, it's, you have to work on your creativity. You have these dreams, you have these visions in your head, and you have to bring them into real life, into manifest them, actually. And yours is putting them on paper, making um, emotion, um, emotional um, and dramatic and wonderful artworks. Like when, when, when I was reading about your, your work, I read that it's, you know, very, you know, it's unique. It has this unique touch to it. Like it is epic and dramatic and cinematic most precisely. So, you know, having this, you know, deep knowledge that, okay, this is how creative I am and this is what I, this is how I'm supposed to bring it to life. But I did like some, you know, some methods or ways that you used to, you know, bring every picture or every imagination you, you have in your head to making it so cinematic and dramatic and epic and so unique the way you make it. Believe it or not, I just do it. Mm. I don't analyze it. I just have the right tools. Yeah. And I just make it happen. I've really never analyzed the process so much. I just find the right locations and characters and situations. And then I'm just a natural storyteller. It's very natural yes. for me to create stories. Yeah. So I just do it. Yeah. And I let the viewer decide on what they think the message is. There's always a message in each work. It's not, not up to me to tell you how to feel, but you have to feel what you see yeah. and see what you feel. Mm. Because the more you see, the more you feel. And the more you feel the more you see. That's a great song. The more you see, the more you feel. The more you feel, the more you see. Yeah. But I can't sing. I wish I could sing, though. I, I was going to ask you that already. Like, you know, you, you have this, you know, great talents. You have gifts. You have this very creative imagination. It, 
um, what made you decide, okay, I'm going to turn all of this into, you know, photography and not maybe stage drama or theater or, you know. Yeah. Great question. In 1992, I went to New York for summer and I attended the American Academy of Dramatic Arts thinking I wanted to be an actor. And I was so bad in the program. I was probably the worst acting student in the history of that school because I didn't want to read someone else's script. I wanted to write my own script. And what acting school taught me was that I wanted to write my own script and not read someone else's script and be someone else. I wanted to be me. I didn't want to act as somebody else. I wanted to act as myself. So I was a terrible actor because I could only play myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, that's true. You love the answers. I'm looking at your face. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's true that I'm actually would be the worst actor ever unless I could play myself. Mm. I only want to play myself as an actor. Yes. And your work gives you the opportunity to write your own script and act it out your own self. That's right. But how, how do you keep your you know, work so unique, special and captivating even after all of these years? I think the key to making your work unique and captivating is to never think that you're that unique or captivating. Mm. Just do it. Just do it. Just, just make it happen. Yeah. And not let your ego get in the way and say, I'm captivating. My work is creative and I'm a creative person. I've never thought of myself as a creative person. Mm. I just like to express myself creatively. And you know, sometimes, um, you just, you said you should just let it happen. Like let it flow. That's what I'm understanding right now. But sometimes I don't know, People complain that, oh, it's not flowing. Like, I know I'm creative. I know I'm special. I know I'm, you know, I can create wonderful work. But at this moment of my life, it's just not flowing. Do you experience stuff like that or moments like that? Imagine a chef in a kitchen. He's in a great kitchen. He's got all the pots and pans and all the ingredients necessary. Yes. How often is a chef in a kitchen with pots, pans, and the best ingredients stumped as to what to do? They're in their element. So when you're in your element with the right ingredients and the right tools, you just cook up those ingredients using the right tools and voila, make it happen. Yeah. I'm just a chef in a kitchen with ingredients, wanting the best pots and pans and barbecue. That means anyone that complains that and or says, um, oh, it's not flowing out, I'm having a blockage. That means that person is not in his own element. That person is um, probably not having the right tool at that moment, right? I don't personally experience blocks. Okay. So I have a hard time relating to creative blocks. Where, where do you tap your inspiration from? I, I will say tap. Where do you get your inspiration from, apart from, you know, it coming to you in your head? Do you, like, get inspiration from maybe traveling or from, you know, meeting people? You know what actually inspires my imagination is okay. peace and quiet, calm. Hmm. The calmer I am and the calmer the setting, the louder the voices in my mind which allow me to come up with ideas that I want to create or recreate. Yeah. Silence and calmness are the key for my inspiration. So you spend time, I can imagine meditating or just in nature outside in a park somewhere. Alone. I always feel like, I always feel like I'm in a meditative state. Always. Yeah. Even though I'm not meditating, mm-hmm. I feel like I can become very calm, very fast. But how do you do with that? You know, with you now traveling all over the world, having, you know, major arts, you know, exhibitions in, you know, big um, exhibitions or big arts fairs all over the world. You know, that, that comes with a lot of noise, a lot of crowd, a lot of people. 
at that moment in your life, um, how do you get that calmness or that, you know, centeredness? When a boxer walks into the ring mm-hmm. and there's a crowd of thousands of people, yeah. who's the calmest person in the arena? The boxer. The boxer. Yeah. I always think about the boxer on the way to the ring, and then I think about the boxer in the ring. Yeah. Yes. You got to fight. If you're going to be in the ring, it's mm. kill or be killed. Yeah, that's true. Wait, this answer could be obvious already, but I would love to know, are there ways or um, you know, methods you use to improve on your artistic skills or your creativity? Like, it's one thing to get the inspiration, it's another thing to really work on it and improve on it. Are there ways you do that? The most important thing for me is I never pat myself on the back. Mm. I always try to be better. I don't live for yesterday. I live for today and for tomorrow and learn from the mistakes in the past. Yeah. And I just move forward. The key is to embrace change, move forward, and never stop. It's like an insatiable appetite for creating. It's never filled, ever. It's unfillable. So you just keep on, you know, walking, keep on improving on yourself. and Yeah, never think you're that good. Actually, good is the enemy of great. So the key is to have an incredible belief in yourself, but to think that your best work is yet to come. Hmm. Your best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Yes. And I never rest on my laurels ever. Never look, never look back, never pat myself on the back. Just try to surround myself with the right people. And I have a vision and I stick to my vision and I plant seeds every day. I never look at the gardens. I always think about the seeds I'm planting. Yeah. Most people want to look at gardens all day. I'd rather plant seeds. What kind of seeds do you plant? What kind of seeds do I plant? Yes. Every time I make a photograph and I put it online, I put it in an exhibition, I put it in an art fair, it gives me the chance to show the work to other people yes to feed their souls mm. and to look at the artwork in the same way they'd listen to a song mm. and i hope that the artwork makes them feel something in the same way the song makes you feel something because our emotions are often very repressed inside of us and art and poetry and music and reading helps bring our emotions to the surface. Yeah. So those are the seeds that I plant. Yes. So other people can see the work and feel the work. Mm. And that way you sow a seed into their hearts. For me, it's all about the more you see, the more you feel. Mm. And the more you feel, the more you see. The more you see. Yeah. That's my, that's my motto, really. I'm going to, I'm going to ad- adapt that also. <laughs> you like that. You like I, that. I like it. I love it so much. It's yeah. good. Thank you. Yes. You know, so now I've, I've gotten to know you a little bit better. You are a very calm person. You love to, you know, work in your elements. And, you know, you love to improve yourself. Like good is the enemy of great, for example, as you said. And the more you see, the more you feel, the more you feel, the more you see. But, you know, sometimes we have, you know, external factors. You, also, you said already that, you know, you surround yourself with good people also. But sometimes we have, you know, external factors that could come as turbulence to affect our creativity or, you know, maybe some disturbance from outside. 
even though we are calm and cool inside. So how, how do you deal with all of these external disturbances or no, maybe noise from people, family, friends, or, you know, life? Boxer is in the ring. Yeah. He doesn't hear the cheers or the booze. Yeah. I don't hear the cheers. I don't hear the booze. I'm just focused. Mm. And I spend my time thinking about internal gratification as opposed to external gratification. When your life depends on external gratification, it's like quicksand. You're reliant on other people's opinions. So for me, I rely on my own opinion of myself and my own internal gratification and not external gratification. I mean, no matter what comes, failure or maybe disappointment from people, you still just keep pushing on and keep on being motivated. Life's full of ups and downs, highs and lows. I like to stay right in the middle. And that explains why you are so successful and, you know, making so much progress in life. I think the key to being successful is to never think you're that successful hmm. and to constantly drive to be more successful and never think you're that successful. But yeah. strive and drive for more, but at the same time, being grateful for what you have. Success is just gravy. Hmm. So just keep on pushing forward for something great. Planting seeds, planting seeds, planting seeds. A lot of people are very impressed by the celebrities that I photographed, the celebrities who've collected my work, but it doesn't really impress me that much. I just really wanted to make sure that my work looked great on the walls. I wasn't thinking about who was going to buy the work. Mm. But for some reason, the world cares about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't. I just care about how beautiful the frames are with the pieces and the quality of the artwork itself. Mm. Everything else falls into place. And that keeps you, you know, on board. Like, you know, just seeing all, those, all, all of these big names and celebrities as customers, but people you are opportunity to bless with your work. I was a waiter for many, many years, from 15 to probably 29, 30. And I really haven't changed my character or my attitude in any way. From when I was working as a waiter to photographing the biggest stars in the world to having very famous art collectors collect my work, I really feel like I've been the same person throughout. I don't change my character in any situation. It's important to always be myself in all situations. Yes. That's because good. the same people you see on the way up hmm. are the same people you see on the way down. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's exactly true. I was going to ask you that question, like, you know, how has life changed, you know, you know, getting this exposure and getting this global recognition, like, how does it, you know, affect your work? How does it affect the way you move around, how you live, and the way you see life? <laughs> but the more change. you... The, the more you experience, the more experienced you are. Mm. And there's something to be said about track record and time spent mm. pursuing what your dream is. Yes. Yes. Wow. Well, how has it been like, you know, working with, you know, major art galleries, for example? I push myself as much as I possibly can mm. and try to surround myself with the best people. My process is based on four elements. Creativity, yeah. packaging, distribution, and PR. Mm -hmm. So I like to create the work, yeah. find people to distribute the work, mm -hmm. find people to help me package the work, 
and find people to help me promote the work. It's a, there's a huge team. I have a huge team that I work with all over the world. And that's the key. It's not me. It's my team. And what makes me the happiest is building a great team of people mm-hmm. who all work together. That's what makes me happy. Yes. And how, how, do you, how do you select these people together? Like, you know, I've understood now that people are important to, to work with you. You spend a lot of your time trying to find the right people. And there's a lot of trial and error. A lot of trial and error. You never know who's going to be good. You never know who's got good character. You never know who's reliable and on time. It's a it's a constant battle to try to find try to find the right people to surround yourself with. But if there's a, there's a listener out there now who's you know very very interested in working with you, like what what are like some criteria or what are some things that you look out for in a person to make him or are qualified to be on your team? I think I've really learned how to judge character from misjudging so many characters. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. that's probably the best experience for me is learning from experience to judge characters because of so many misjudgments of characters. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So I know what to look for. It's like you can fool me once, but you can't fool me twice. Mm. Once? Yeah. Twice? Nah. <laughs> fool me once? Shame on you. Fool me twice? Shame on me. I could imagine, you know. Maybe way back then when, when when you just started you know it's just you and your heart right like you making your work and selling it or make, going to exhibitions with it or looking for places to make it um, you know get some recognition for example but now um, now you have like a whole team of people all over the world working for you and you have to manage them in some ways like ensure that they are doing their work so uh, how do you do this now like you know working on your doing your own creative work and also managing the team of people, the massive team of people that work for you. So. It's very natural for me. I make sure that I do, I cater to my own strengths of what I know that I'm good at. And if I'm not good at a certain thing, I outsource it and have someone else do it for me. Mm. So I work with my strengths and I outsource talent for my weakness. Yeah, outsource talent for your weakness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't do everything myself. Yeah. I'm not a control freak. It's very important to delegate and I, and I delegate mm-hmm. and then I manage who I delegate. Mm. You know, a, a lot of times I, I hear about, you know, burnout and, you know, about um, people going and um, getting depressed, for example, because of, yeah, the exposure they have, they've, they are blessed to have, for example. So I would love to just know how you deal with, you know, your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, all kinds of health that you, that, when I do it. That's actually my number one job in life is to take care of myself emotionally and physically and with wellness. So I do a lot of sport. I go to the gym a lot. I get massages, facials. I go for long walks and I really have balance. I have a lot of balance. I don't drink too much. I don't smoke cigarettes. I don't do any drugs. I'm not on any pharmaceuticals. I'm just, I just, I love water. I love sleep. I love exercise. I just grind and I sweat and I repeat daily. Daily. Sweat, grind, sleep, repeat. Sweat, mm-hmm. grind, sleep, repeat. I believe that, you know, this creativity comes from a, from a source. I want to feed this source. One needs maybe, for example, mentors or one needs a, a way of, you know, feeding oneself in order to put more out. Do, do you have something like this, a system like this or mentors or people that you look up to or that, you know, that advise you or inspire or influence your work in some ways? When I, when I first started, I had a lot of mentors. I think mentors are very, very important when you're not really sure of yourself. So I 
find that I have mentors who are experts in areas that I'm not an expert in. So then I can slowly become an expert and a mentor myself only to go and find a new mentor in a new area where I'm not an expert. So Mm -hmm. the key for me is to find mentors all the time who have expertise in area where I would like to learn how to become an expert myself. Mm -hmm. And after a certain amount of time, you become an expert too. And are there like some lessons you've learned from, from the people you've looked up to or your mentors that you could share with us? I think the most important lesson is to be grateful to be alive mm-hmm. and to be in the game, to win and to lose and love the process and really look at the, the process of what you're doing and not really the results of, of the hard work. Just you have to love what you do and do what you love. And I think it's really important not just to have a dream, yeah. but to have a plan. Mm-hmm. The plan is as important as the dream and patience and being relentless at the same time, the duality of both and the relationship between being patient and being relentless is one of the best lessons I've ever learned. So talking about, you know, the various work that you do, you've released several books, like I could list a lot of them. You have Love and Other Stories, you have The the Morning After, you have Beautiful Disaster, you have Chasing Paradise, you have Dreams um, um, Scapades, you have Love and Light, you have Before They Were Famous, and most recently you released um, Collections Edition, where you have like, you know, a collection of oversized books. Eh? So um, can you tell me about all of these books and the inspiration behind them? Well, I've been working with the same publisher for my last seven books, Tenoise Publishing, based in Kempen, Germany, actually. Right. And once I found the right publisher and the right distribution network, I want to package all my work into these books and distribute them all over the world. And I often give my books to collectors of the work as a gift and a thank you for collecting the works. Mm. So I'm never really interested in people buying my books. I'm much more interested in me giving my books as a gift to people who've collected the art. So the books are a tool for me to thank people. Mm. Very important to thank people in life, to give people. To, be, to give gifts and to thank people for supporting you. I love to give. I love to thank people. I love to give gifts to people and be generous. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what makes me happy, giving. Giving, yes. And the, the books are filled with, you know, your work, like your pictures and, you know, that you've made so far. Yes. Yeah. Do, do, you, do you also write, like I, I was trying to come across if you actually write like novels or write um, books, like, you know, you don't, because I was, I was imagining, you know, you having all these pictures, you could also maybe have, you know, them in words, for example. My, my pictures make people imagine words. And I guess if you write words, it makes people imagine pictures. But I'd rather create the pictures that you can imagine the words mm-hmm. than write the words where you imagine the pictures. True. Yeah. Yes. So that means, you know, sometimes when you're, when you're make, making a work, for example, we are, we are making a photography, for example, um, you, you don't get like maybe sentences could drop in your mind, like this, the lady's staring off the bridge, like I, I stand at the beetle that's coming from under the bridge, for example, and then you, you draw it and make it a picture. I don't, I don't think in, I don't think in words. Uh, I don't think <laughs> in words. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you just see it and then you make it. In a spontaneous way, yeah. Yes. It's like if I were to do a, a talk, I like to do a lot of public speaking. Mm. I would never come with notes. Mm. I would just start speaking and just from experience feel. Yeah. and feel the energy of the crowd. Mm. 
Yeah. I think people who do talks and read and talk and read, they're not yeah. speaking from the heart. <laughs> they're speaking from writing something down and trying to follow what they wrote and speaking. It's just, this is, you don't really, you connect more with what you're reading as opposed to connecting with the people listening. I'd rather connect with the people listening than connect with what I'm reading to the audience. Yes. I like being spontaneous. Mm. I love the thrill of spontaneity. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Thrill. But I would love to know, like, what, what are the most important lessons that you've learned on your way to success? And also right now, um, why passionately, you know, pursuing creativity and, you know, every day just doing your best? One of the best lessons I ever learned was I photographed this person who managed the Statue of Liberty in New York. Yeah. It's actually in New Jersey. But we were on a boat together and I photographed him on the way to the Statue of Liberty. And he was the one who was managing the, everything around the Statue of Liberty. And he said to me, there is no freedom in security, hmm. but there is security in freedom. Hmm. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget that. There's no freedom in security, but there's security in freedom. That's that's the important lesson. So I chase freedom. Yes. I love, I love being free. Mm. I love thrill seeking and I love freedom. I think it's important to never really chase anything. Mm. But I do believe that there is no freedom in security, mm. but there is security in freedom. It's not a chasing thing, it's a mental thing. It's a mental thing. Yeah. I've not believed that, or that mindset that you're free, then that way you get security or so. Yes. Ah, finally, I got it. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, so how would you advise someone out there who is like, you know, thriving, or artists out, out there that are thriving to get successful, to get success? Like, they have this, they have this talent, yes, and they have this gift, but they are trying to, you know, get recognized or get successful. The most important thing is to believe in yourself and to give yourself time and don't really care what other people think and to figure out what your why is in life. Whenever I meet someone, I always ask myself and then I ask them after I ask myself, what is your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Why, why, why? And I know my why. And a lot of people... I wonder what their why is. Why are you doing what you're doing? And how are you going to do what you are doing and why? You have to find your, your, your purpose in life. Like yes. In. Yeah. yeah. So if, if someone comes to, up to you and says, um, David Drebin, um, yes, you know, I have so many things on my mind. Like, I think I can, I can draw, I can, you know, sing, I can act, I can do photography, I can do, you know, a lot of things. But I don't know how to, you know, manage everything and you know bring out the best out of myself from all of these things how would you how would you advise such a person like multi-talented people yeah. let me ask you a question if you were invited to four weddings in four different cities that all started at the same time on a saturday night yeah could you dance at every wedding <laughs> no you got to pick the wedding that you want to go to and dance at yes you can't dance at every wedding hmm yeah, yes. You know, just um, some days ago, I was reading about, you know, a, a, a person, figuratively, like in, a, in, a, in an amusement park, for example, or in a, in a um, fun park, and, you know, you have to choose, like, the kind of merry-go-round to go on or the kind of, you know, um, 
um, swing to go on. And then you choose one, then you think, okay, let me go on the other one because it could be fun to be on that one or it could be better to be on that one. But then, so that's what I want to come, my question actually to you now, or what I'm trying to get across from you now is, um, get from you right now is that, how do you make the right decision? Like, how do you make the decision for the best wedding to attend? <laughs> I think the most important thing is to listen to your gut. Listen to your gut. Listen to the inner voices in your mind. Your gut. What does your gut tell you? The gut's always right. The gut always knows. So, listen to your gut. Yes, listen to your gut. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you listen to your gut and you believe that you won't regret the decision you make from it. That's right. But would you say you've, you've had regrets in life? Regrets? Yes. I don't like to look back mm. and think about regrets. Yeah. I'm not a regretful person. I just look back and think how grateful I am to be able to have had these experiences and to live in the moment, appreciate the moment, yeah. and imagine the future. Mm -hmm. I'm not a regretful person in any way. I actually don't have regrets. Wow. Like none that I can think of. Yes. Oh, that's good. That's good. That, that's good. That means your, your artwork never takes you to like some dark places. Like I've, I've read from, of people who say, um, you know, this, this fame or, you know, this, you know, demand from the world to become better, to do more, takes them to dark places and places of, of regrets that they've, you know, aging in the past, for example. I don't really have darkness. Mm. I just want to be light. Yes. And I like people who are sunshine. You're like sunshine. You're a very bright person. Thank you're you so light. Much. You're a light, man. Thank you. You too. Bobby, <laughs> you're a light. Yeah. So, um, David, I would love to know about, you know, your upcoming events. Like, you're a light, and I'm sure there are a lot of listeners who are listening right now who, like, want to see you, you know, in your element or see your work. I we, like have shows, we have shows happening all over the world, but... What I'm really excited about is I have my own solo booth during Art Basel in Miami at Art Miami, presented by Contessa Gallery with the opening on November 30th at what I think is the biggest art fair of the year, yeah. Art Miami, during Art Basel, where I will be featuring 22 large-scale works with a gallery that I've been working with for two decades. And it will be unveiling my new Diamond Dust collection at the fair. And a lot of my collectors will be there. And I'm super excited because I love the booth. I love the venue. Yeah. I love the gallery. And I just love it all. Mm -hmm. So excited about that. So we can get the That's tickets. That's my focus right now. 22 large-scale works at Art Miami during our Basel with Contessa Gallery. That's my excitement right now. Yeah. Um, we're looking forward to that. Like, are there ways we could, you know, get across to you or, you know, get tickets for, for this event, for example, or is it going to be an online show also? No, it's a, it's, a, it's a live event in Miami. Yeah. Miami, okay. It, it could be some online, but I don't really look at it online. I look at it about being at the show. Yes, yes. Um, could you get the information from your website, I, I believe? Well, you can follow me on Instagram at David Rebin, D-R-E-B-I-N. Mm. And I've been you know, doing a lot of posting about that as well. Yes. I'm going to place all of your information, also your website information in the show notes of this episode. You have a Facebook page also. You have Instagram and... David Rabin, D-R-E-B-I-N. Yes. All of it will be in the show notes. You don't have to search anywhere. Just copy the link or click on the link and get directly to um, David's page. And follow him and also get tickets to Miami also. You can, fly, you so from much, all, you can fly from all over the world to go and visit David in, in Miami. <laughs> Yes. So uh, is there any 
closing remark you would love to give someone out there who is who is tri- thriving, um, you know, to to explore his or her creativity. Mm-hmm. Best advice I give myself is number one to believe in yourself, and number two to believe it to see it in a world that needs to see it to believe it. Yes. The key is to have internal gratification. The external gratification will never satisfy you nearly as much as the internal gratification and your ability to believe it, to see it in a world that needs to see it, to believe it. Yes. Wow. That's so deep. That's once again so deep. Like, um, yeah. I mean, thank you so much, David, for making me, you know, believe that it's important for me to believe in myself. I'm holding on to that tightly. Yes. That's the key. Toby, thanks. thanks so much for your time, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Dear friend, you can grow your personal and business brand by creating a strong network through podcasting. Create real human connections, have the ability to share your story and interesting point of view. To get started, you can make use of the special offer for friends of this podcast, which is on kitcaster.com slash mirror. K-I-T-C-A-S-T-E-R dot C-O-M slash M-I-R. R-R-O-R. The link and further instruction or details will be found in the show notes for this episode. Thank you. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts, or whatever platform you listen to this on. Thank you. Wow, you made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.